0: So today, what we're going to be talking about is when you and your partner open the relationship, but it's just going to be sex. But what happens when the feels get caught?
1: All right. So stay tuned.
2: You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives.
1: You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life.
2: But isn't that like cheating?
1: We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
2: Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships.
1: This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place.
2: All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast.
1: All right, Cassie. So what are we talking about today?
0: So what we're diving into is there are a lot of folks who come to opening the relationship, right? And when they open their relationship, they're like, cool, this is the plan. The plan is we're going to go out. We're going to like have fun, sexy experiences with other people. We're going to spice things up. But you know what? We're going to keep it on the not romantic side. Like no feelings uh, involved, just like the casual, like fun, friendly, sexy stuff. Cool, got it. And and you know, I want to put to the side like that's awesome, right? Like to have like casual interactions, things like that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But like going into it with that expectation that that's all that's ever going to happen, and that people, you know, no emotions are allowed, right? And What happens is a lot of times feelings do pop up. There are emotions that come into play and then that causes a lot of challenge for the couple who didn't plan for that to happen, right? They go into things with this expectation that like, cool, we've made this agreement, no feelings, not allowed, not going to happen. That's the way it is, but then it happens,
1: yeah, and so I see this with people who start off with swinging. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say only, but it's at same. It's the same kind of idea, right? Of like, you know, we're just going to swing and we're just going to be open. We're going to have some fun. We're going to spice things up, get some variety. Mm-hmm. But there aren't going to be any relationships. There aren't going to be any feelings involved. Mm-hmm. I don't say everybody who swings is that way, but I, I definitely see it some with people who are yeah. swinging.
0: It's it's more on the open swinging ethical, non-monogamy end than the polyamory end of things. Like, what people who are going into polyamory are going in with the intention of, like, having, even if they're more casual relationships, like, more of, like, relationships versus, like, this idea of it being pretty much just for the sex.
1: Yeah. And do you see, do people go into that, do you see people do that more as, like, an explicit agreement or an implicit agreement? Like we explicit, have this spelled out
0: explicit but it's it's explicitly spelled out as we're not going to get any feelings not explicitly spelled out as like so what happens if this happens it's just me and my partner i can't tell you like we have like 20,000 people in our facebook group so we get like a response on a post or several posts every day where someone's like yeah well we just agreed not to have any feelings. And now he caught feelings or she caught feelings and like, fuck, right? Like, it's like this, like, like surprise that like this might happen, right? Like it's this, you know, that's our agreement. And we did this because that's, what's going to protect us. That's, right. what's going to take care of our relationship.
1: So what's the problem with making an agreement like that, right? Like, I mean, obviously, look, you know, people want to make agreements. You can make agreements about pretty much anything, right? Right. What's the problem with that kind of agreement?
0: So the problem is, is that when, and this is something we talk to our clients, like when we work with our clients, we work on agreements extensively. We, we we take a lot of time looking at agreements, talking about agreements. And one area that people make really big, like mistakes is basing agreements on a feeling, right? Like we don't control our feelings. Our feelings kind of pop up, right? Like when we are like hurt by something or we feel something like trying to make an agreement on feelings is basically
1: not making an agreement, not
0: making an agreement. It's, it's, it's setting yourself in your relationship up for failure because we don't know exactly how we're going to feel about things. Right? Like we all have those moments where we're sitting somewhere and we're like, whew, I didn't know that was going to hit me. Right. And if you think back to like, when you first got to with your partner, like a lot of us have stories of like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize I was falling in love with this person or that there was this moment there. And like, you might have that moment where it finally clicked. Like for us, it was when, you know, we had like a spat and I was in the kitchen and I was like, damn it. I love you. Right. Like, but for a lot of people, like before you hit that point of like, Oh my gosh, this is where I'm at. It's not like you're like, Oh, I am starting to feel this thing. I am processing. Like we're, we're not built that way.
1: And so what winds up happening, what I see happen, right, is people make this agreement, whether, again, a lot of times it's explicit, not always, but they make this agreement. And then because people can't control their emotions, somebody does wind up catching feelings. And now they're in this position where you have a lot of stuff that's going on, right? So number one, you're in a position where a lot of times there's a feeling that trust has been broken Mm -hmm. because we had an agreement, right? It wasn't stuck to. And a lot of other stuff can come along with that because, you know, maybe because I I'm realizing I'm catching these things. Maybe I'm not upfront about it. Like, but you wind up with this broken trust situation, which is obviously like really kind of devastating. But then what else do you wind up with besides that?
0: Um, so you end up a lot of times in this limbo state, right? Of like, what are we going to do now? And that's where, um, you know, the person who feels like the trust is broken is like, well, we're not supposed to be doing anything like why are you still feeling this way if you're still feeling this way you obviously don't care that you're hurting me and it ends up being this of this like this like rolling downhill ball of like expectations frustrations arguments and things like that so i want to
1: stack on that even more um and this is an interesting thing because i don't know if we've actually discussed this but when i'm talking to people Right. Cause I do a lot of our like front facing conversations with folks. And, you know, I talk to hundreds of people a year in different situations. And what I've come to realize is that, and you wouldn't think this, but this is how it works out. People who are in this kind of place are in essentially the exact same situation that couples are when they've been monogamous for a long time and somebody's coming out as poly. Mm-hmm. Right. You have the exact same challenges where you have somebody feeling like they need to be true to who they are. Right. And now you have, this isn't what we signed up for. You have the arguing, you have the jealousy, you have the worries about like where that leaves me and my place in your life. Now that you're forming a relationship with this other person. Right. Um, It really looks exactly like a couple who's transitioning to polyamory from the first time from monogamy. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, It's the exact same challenges. It's the exact same worries. It's the exact same fears. It's really the exact same process to fix for the most part. Um, But I I see you wind up with a lot of those challenges, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, well, this isn't what we signed up for in the relationship and now the rules are changing. It's, you know, I'm looking at this romantic relationship you're forming with this other person and I'm feeling jealous. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you told me this isn't what we're going to do and now trust is broken. It's now we're arguing about what this looks like. Um, it's the fears about the future and where I fit in and are we compatible you have all of those problems that you would expect to see it's the same thing it, it it doesn't turn out to be any different just because you were swinging or open first and I'll be honest with you a lot of times I see people who are in like the swinging open kind of situation who are more resistant to a shift into polyamory like the one partner is more resistant into a shift into polyamory than maybe people are if they started from monogamy in the first place.
0: And that's what I was going to say. So if this is you and you're finding yourself this spot, what I want, or like if your partner is like, you know, I'm not open to this or you're the partner, what I want to say is just because you are sexually open mm-hmm. does not make this any easier. Like this does not make this any easier of a situation than someone coming out from like just being monogamous, like the sexual end, like, sure. Like, okay. You've got like that little tiny one up on like when your partner's having sex with somebody, but like, honestly, like it is not any easier that feeling that the rules, cause like us as humans, we all have like our set of rules of like what relationships look like, what, you know, the future is going to look like. And when there is this change, the rules shift. Right. And that is really, really scary
1: And I know that may seem really counterintuitive and there's probably quite a few people out there going what, but I assure you it is true. And you know, the fact of the matter is, um, for most people, the sex is the easy part of all this, Mm -hmm. right? It's the emotions, it's the feeling, it's the fear, it's the comparison that you wind up shining between that other relationship and your own. It's the ground shifting under you. Those are the hard parts for people right? Most people can get over the sexual side of things. But when the non when the relationship gets thrown into the mix, like you said, it isn't any easier. And I think that's maybe one place people get caught up is that they expect it to be easier and then they get kind of blindsided when it isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it ends up being one of those situations that, you know, anytime we are kind of in shock, right? We go into like panic mode, And we don't show up in our relationships very well. We end up fighting. We end up arguing. Um, And that's why, you know, it's really important to just recognize that our feelings is not one of those things that we can really put an agreement on. Like at the end of the day, that is something that, you know, if you're in this position, you can't be like, hey, we won't have feelings. Mm -hmm. And this
1: is the risk that you run. Because I mean, for most people, even those of us who I think are pretty good at disconnecting it. There is some level of connection between sex and romantic attraction, right? And sex and emotions and feelings. Like,
0: and if you're saying no, not at all, you're lying. You're just lying. Like, seriously, like there might be a lot of separation there, right? But we all have like NRE, we all have those moments of like, connection like you like you know I I talk about people who are like it's just BDSM right yes there's there's nothing there there's an exchange of energy there right like you have an energy exchange right and and when you do that there is feelings that may come up for you even if you're one of the people who are better at as you said disconnecting
1: and that isn't to say that like every person you sleep with is bound to be a romantic relationship. Yeah. We, have, we have plenty of people in our own lives who so that isn't the case. Yeah. Right? What I'm saying, though, is that for a lot of people, when you open that box, eventually you're going to run into somebody who mm-hmm. those things are going to connect for. Yeah. Right? And like you said, you can't control it. And then you end up in this position where, as you said, it's like, oh, my God. So what do people do from that place, I guess, is the the question.
0: So the first thing is stop making that agreement like just stop just stop basing your agreements on feelings just don't do that right like don't so then i'm sure like you're sitting there going like well what do i do right and what you do is you make sure that your relationship is sound and that your agreements are in a place where when these things happen you know how to handle it
1: Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have a much better agreement than we're never going to get feelings, is if somebody does get feelings, what happens next? Mm -hmm. That's an agreement that actually works, right? Um, It's an agreement that can work, let's say, depending (laughs) on how you structure it. Because one thing that people do is they try and shove that back in the box, and that doesn't always work successfully, Mm -hmm. right? You wind up in situations where people either – and again, it's the exact same thing we see with monogamous people who are transitioning, right? Either I've met somebody and I'm falling for them and I'm not willing to put that aside, or I've realized that this is kind of a part of who I am and I'm not willing to put that down, right? So you wind up in this situation a lot of times I think where the people's first instinct is to just, well, if that ever happens, we just, we'll just stop. Like, what would you say to people who that that's kind of what they're thinking?
0: I mean that works. Sometimes it does. Sometimes maybe if you caught a little bit of feelings, have something and you cut it off, like that can work. And then other times it can turn into a place where, and many times it does. Right. And that's why I'm saying like, sometimes, yeah, everything like a broken clock works, you know. Um, but the truth is most of the time, what happens is you end up in a place where resentment builds, where, um you know when you're recognizing that this is you know for cuz for some people this is their segue into realizing that they're polyamorous mm-hmm. right like they have that moment and they're like oh my gosh like this, this is something is, that's been missing this is who i am this is who i am now right like and or maybe this is who i've always been and i just didn't know right like there's there's a realization there and also you know if you know and i see this a lot with swinging like if this is somebody that like this person has been swinging with, let's just use swinging as an example. They've caught feelings. This is like a friend. Now this is somebody that they've gotten used to. Now they're having to make the decision that this person has to go. Right. And, and none of us end up in a position where we're very happy that like our partner is telling us that like, Hey, you have the feelings for this person over here. So because you have feelings for this person, like they're out. You got to cut them.
1: You know, that's a good point. And, and I think people don't think about this, but it isn't – the person you catch feelings for isn't usually the person you hooked up with one night in a club.
2: Nope. <laughs>
1: right? It's the person who you've been acting in interacting with regularly who there is some kind of – Chemistry. Chemistry, but also like connection and involvement mm-hmm. in your life. hmm Right? So, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. It tends to be the person that you had an ongoing sexual relationship with. Right. And that's why, not, and, and if you go back to like where I was talking earlier, it's, it's that place where like, we've been doing things. It's been fun. It's been exciting. I've really enjoyed your company. Okay. This thing's go. Oh, wait.
1: We're I friends. Go- like how far is that really <laughs> like, from romance?
0: Oh, okay. Well now, Ooh, like now I'm getting like, you know, I think I might really, you know, like it ends up in that place and you have, for a lot of people who end up in the spot, that is a relationship that's already formed. It might not be a romantic relationship. It might not be a like partnership, mm-hmm. but it might be a, a friendship. It might be a connected friendship that now you're having to several because our agreement is to catch feels that person's got to go, right? And that just doesn't usually work out very well.
1: And so when you're talking about what do you do, I think, I think the best way to look at this is kind of exactly how we tell people to deal with polymono situations. Mm-hmm. Because again, it, it is the exact same thing, right? Um, for, for all practical intents and purposes. And, you know, for those of you who are just joining us, we have quite a few episodes on polymono, mm-hmm. um, that would definitely be worth going back and listening to but I think just there's two main things to understand when you're in this kind of situation, right? The first is that it can work. I don't think that's as much of a concern sometimes for people who have been previously open, but the first thing is that it can work. (laughs) But the second thing is that understand that as it sits right now, like if you are in this place where you found yourself here. As it sits right now, it's an incompatibility, right? And when you're in that place, you really have three options that are available to you, right? One of which is you just kind of ignore that incompatibility and you try and shove it down, right? And you try and ignore it. And part of that may be issuing an ultimatum to your partner and trying to get them to go back to the way things were before, um, which has its own... We've talked about all before, has its own set of issues, but really it's this kind of bury the head in the sand approach where you ignore the problems, try and kind of go things back to the way they were before. And look, like Cass said, if that works, great. But if you're sitting here listening to this, it's probably because that didn't work and it doesn't yeah. work for a lot of people. Right. Um, the second piece is you decide that you're incompatible. Like this isn't what we signed up for we were only here for the open relationship. I'm not okay with polyamory. Like this is now an incompatibility and this relationship needs to come to an end. Or you decide that, you know, you accept what is, But that you're going to do whatever you can. You're going to fight for the relationship and try and find a path forward to where this is working for everybody, right? Where you're able to get out of the arguing or the jealousy or the fear, and you're able to navigate that transition and get to a place where everybody involved can be happy and healthy and themselves, but your relationship is still thriving. And those are really only the three options that you have available to you.
2: And the funny thing is the reason why
0: this this rule is in place in relationships is because of the last one. What people are trying to do with this is ensure that their relationship is happy and thriving. That's why they create it, right? That's why they create this like no feelings thing is because they want to make things sound. They want to make sure that, you know, time isn't lost or they, you know, their relationship drifts and you can do all of those things, right? And still have, you know, your partner be able to be who they are. So anything else you want to
1: throw in here? Like what would you tell people? Like anything else you want to say?
0: I mean, you know, the the biggest thing is is just recognizing that when you're at this sort of like impasse, that um, you know, this is one of the things that, you know, I, I tell our clients and people in our group all the time is, you know, if if you're really stuck in this place where, you know, you're hurting, you're scared, go back to you know, what matters the most? Like what matters to you the most? Is it, is it things looking exactly the way that, um, you, you plan them or is it finding a place where you can have a happy thriving future with your partner?
1: And here's the other thing I think I'd say to people just based on all the conversations I have here, which is, this is an easy place to get, we just talked about optimistic bias in our Mm -hmm. last, Uh, A couple episodes ago. This is an easy place to get delusionally optimistic and to be like Well, we've been open before how much harder can it be to shift into polyamory? Very very hard again Mm -hmm. This is this is basically the exact same uh, Level of difficulty that a monogamous person has moving into non-monogamy and I think one place I see people get caught up is They see the challenges they see the level of hurt and jealousy and fear right? But they tell themselves, well, it isn't that big a change. I shouldn't be afraid. I shouldn't be worried about the future. We shouldn't be arguing. Like We should just be able to get over this. We don't really need to do too much to make that happen, right? Um, And that's an incredibly dangerous thing because the truth is, this is an enormous transition, Oh yeah, right? And it's one that when people aren't equipped for it usually winds up destroying the relationship, just like it does for a monogamous person who's been monogamous 30, 40, 50 years. And now they're moving into non-monogamy and they have no idea what to do, how to do it, how to make it work, how to come out the other side with their family. So I think the other thing that I'd say to you is if you're finding yourself in this place, recognize what an enormous shift that is, mm-hmm. right? And treat it with the level of seriousness and work and commitment that it requires to come out the other side. Because there is an other side available to you, but it isn't an easy place to get. And if you go into it expecting it to be easy, that's when you wind up falling down. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that that, you know, I'm, I'm glad we hit that because I do think that there is the people who fall on the side of being like, yeah, we can make this work. It's not a big deal, you know, and not recognizing that there's there's a huge shift from just having like sexual interactions with people to having like full relationships and the emotions that come up. And honestly, the, the healing that has to happen from that place of feeling like those emotions coming in was a betrayal, because that is also a big thing that people have to really grow through is getting over that feeling that they were betrayed or that an agreement was broken. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those places that a lot of people go, okay, well, you know, I, I did this, we can be okay. And aren't really preparing for the things that could actually happen.
1: So if you're in a place where like, that's where you're at and you're stuck and you need help with it, um, reach out, go to a touchflavor.com forward slash talk, right? And you can apply for a call with us, line up on our calendar, you know, we'll we'll hop on the phone for like an hour and it'll be the best hour you've spent on your relationships. And we'll talk step-by-step as to where you're at, what the obstacles are, what the game plan needs to be to make this transition successfully. Right? So absolutely positively, like if you're, if you're in this place and you're seeing it and you're recognizing that it's serious and you want to make sure you're coming out the other side, go to a touch of flavor.com forward slash talk, And we're happy to help if you're not ready for a call yet, but this is a place that you're finding yourself. Right. Um, Then what I'd really suggest that you do is go back and listen to our episodes on polymono relationships. Mm -hmm. They're going to be really helpful for you. And if you don't find yourself in this place at all, like this hasn't happened yet, but you're one of those people who has an agreement where it's no feelings, then what you really need to do right now, don't wait for it to be a problem because then it's much harder is to sit down and to make a new agreement. Not that is, we're not going to catch feelings, but to make an agreement that's if somebody does catch feelings, what are we doing next? That will, here's the thing folks like that, that isn't going to completely solve the problem if and when that does arise, but at least you'll be able to avoid the feeling of broken trust and betrayal, Mm -hmm. and the spot that you now have absolutely no idea what to do next, Mm -hmm. right? So you need, need, need to shift that agreement if that's one that you have in place. Anything else you want to say before we go?
2: Nope, that about sums up.
1: All right, folks. Well, have a great week, and we will see you all here very soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe.
2: If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family even if nothing has worked before. We talk
1: with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year, and here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance, to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you are building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find. And we get it, but that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world, save their families, get the passion back and become best friends again.
2: So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie.
1: And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.